today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I'll tell you, Toronto Maple Leaf fans are ecstatic right now. They've locked up Austin Matthews for another five years, a contract extension, a rather significant salary involved in this too. Uh, Matthew says he wants to help this team be productive in any way I can to win a championship, which is obviously music to the ears of Leaf fans. Joining us to talk about this is Howard Berger, of course, longtime Leaf reporter and blogger. His uh, blog, Between the Posts, is a must-read for hockey fans. Uh, always a pleasure to have you on. Howie, how are you doing today? Yeah, hi, Bill. Long time uh, no speak. At, uh, just listening to Stomp and Tom there brings me back to the days of covering the Leafs at Maple Leaf Gardens, which, on a bit of a side note, uh, one week from today, February 13th, will be the 20th anniversary of the last NHL game at the Gardens. It's unbelievable wow. that it's been 20 years. Yeah. Chicago and the Leafs, and February 13th, 1999, and where does time go? Listen, one of the things I love about reading your blog, too, is the, I don't know how many boxes of memorabilia do you have now? <laughs> uh, too many for my condominium. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. You must have a couple of storage facilities someplace because you're digging stuff up. You have old Minnesota North Stars program about, and some of these things that just bring back so many great memories of, of those days, the Maple Leaf Garden days. Well, listen, I've got to appeal to the current fans and the old people like you and me. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of good to see, though. It's some old names there from those early expansion days with the Minnesota team, too. Thank so, you. Let's, it's let's, always fun. Let's talk about Matthews. Uh, first of all, there was rumors, and I don't know how substantive they were a lot, about a year or so ago, Howard, that let's get, he's an American, he probably wants to go back and play down there, maybe in his hometown. Uh, was, was there ever any doubt that he was going to re-sign with the Leafs? No, I don't think so. I even wrote about that, and it wasn't really rumors. It was more people just saying, look, at, uh, you know, the Leafs are going to be up against the cap. They've got a whole bunch of people uh, to sign. And uh, can you imagine, uh, you know, if Arizona said, look, here's a guy that is local, he's one of the best players in the game, uh, that that franchise uh, out in Glendale, Arizona, has seems seemingly forever been looking to fill seats at uh, uh, the arena there. And so what a, you know, what a perfect marriage that would be in a perfect scenario to sign Austin Matthews to a uh, an offer sheet at the max and uh, hope with their fingers crossed that the Leafs couldn't, uh, match the offer, but of course, a offer sheets aren't tendered anymore. Even though they're part of the collective bargaining agreement, no offer sheet has been tendered since 2013, and primarily because uh, teams are going to match. That's been the history yeah. of the uh, of, of the offer sheet situation. Uh, teams aren't going to let their best players get away, and all it really does is raise the salary structure around the league. And that's why teams and general managers, I'm not saying they've colluded, but they realize that uh, if one person steps out of line, then the entire salary structure goes up again. And I know there's a cap now, but still, uh, you know, there are some teams obviously build, and the Coyotes, one of them probably, that can't spend to the cap. Let's talk about Matthews himself for just a second. Uh, still a young guy, obviously. Uh, the the knock against playing in Toronto, how you wrote about this, you talked about this when you're still doing radio for years, is these young guys would come up here, and there were many of them, the long list of them, that had high expectations. But the pressure in Toronto, they said it's, it's probably as bad or worse than it is in just about any other hockey city in North America. And a lot of the young guys just cracked. He's not cracking, right? What makes this guy so special? What makes him be able to – he survives it. He thrives in it, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, let's put it this way, Bill. Let's sort of uh, um, uh, maybe put a bit of an accent on the remark you just made. Yes, other players have found it difficult to thrive in the Toronto atmosphere, but mainly because they haven't had a very good team around them. 
Um, it is a pressure-filled environment uh, because of the microscope, because of the uh, attention to hockey. But I can tell you this, and, and, I, and you know this without me saying, your listeners know, me, know this certainly uh, with any history of the Leafs or knowledge of history of the Leafs, never in the franchise history since the advent of the NHL Universal Draft, which was really in 1970, have the Maple Leafs been able to draft in successive years players the caliber of William Nylander, Mitch Marner, and Austin Matthews. These are elite frontline junior uh, players, uh, and uh, of junior age anyway, that came to the NHL with high expectation, and their skill level is the number one driving force uh, behind what they've been able to uh, attain. So uh, it, these are just... The, the, the caliber of players that the Maple Leafs haven't been able to bring to the organization um, for many years. You had you know, players like Wendell Clark in the past that were drafted high and others, but they didn't have um, representative teams around them. Uh, the, the clubs in those era, you remember, uh, they were very they were poor defensively and the goaltending wasn't that good. So this is a team that uh, um, has been built properly and uh, these great players that they've drafted have some support around them. And so I don't think there's any question that uh, these players are going to continue to thrive. And it's so much easier to thrive when you've got teammates, when you've got support, and you've got goaltending, which certainly Frederick Anderson is providing. Mm-hmm. This isn't like previous years when, you know, you'd bring in one savior and the rest of the team had to, you know, he had to carry the rest of the team. Even Doug Gilmore uh, was only able to do it for a few years, as you remember. And he had some players around him, and he had a good goalie in Felix Potvin, but nobody has ever carried the Leafs over a two- or three-year period in franchise history the way he did. So it's a different uh, era right now. These are three of the top players this club has ever had, and I think I can say that. I don't know that I've ever seen a goal scorer like Austin Matthews uh, when he's on his game. And uh, so that, that, to me, will trump any kind of pressure. They just are that skilled and that driven uh, to, to play the game. And so the Leafs are very fortunate right now. And to that end, I guess it, it, that's also making the Leafs management's job just a little bit easier, too. I mean, Ma- Matthews has been banged around a little bit during his short career with the Leafs, and uh, and he's you know been on the shelf for a little while, but there doesn't seem to have ever been a rush to get him back. In other words, they seem to say, yeah. wait until you're ready. We're, we're okay. Yep. We can handle this. Well, and, and you know, maybe we this uh, sort of branches out into uh, another part of the conversation. Part of uh, Matthew's problem to this point has been a couple of concussions. Yeah, uh, I think now concussions are a little different than, any, than than as we know than any other ailment because they are accumulative, and we've seen players' careers shortened uh, by concussions. So it's interesting that, in some way, that Austin Matthews would sign a five-year deal, knowing that he's got a bit of a concussion history, and there's always the the risk uh, with any player of of a career-altering injury, if. For whatever reason, we hope obviously not that his career should be shortened, curtailed, or uh, dampened by injury. He's given up three years of salary by signing the five-year deal rather than the maximum eight-year deal. So right now, that favors the Maple Leafs. If Matthews, which is a pretty good chance, the percentages will say he'll he'll probably play the, the five years of his contract at a fairly high level with minimal injury. We don't know that, but the percentages would say that. At that point in 2024, when he is 27 years of age, it becomes advantage Matthews, disadvantage Leafs, because then he will ask for the maximum contract, his second contract, which right now is eight years. wrote about this today. That would take him up to age 36, which clearly is a time when players are declining. And we've seen that with Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves, who aren't quite at that age, but they also signed shorter-term contracts initially. And then when their second contracts came up, they asked for the maximum. 
Now, the difference between the Blackhawks then and the Maple Leafs now is that the Hawks in that initial period uh, with Kane and Taves won three Stanley Cups in six years. So if Matthews, Marner, when he signs, Nylander, if he stays, um, uh, Morgan Riley and Anderson, it's another thing we can talk about. If this group moves forward the next four or five years and the Leafs win a cup, two or three, then it really won't matter what happens with Matthews beyond his first contract. If they don't, then it's another concern altogether. How difficult is it for management, well, specifically for the Leafs here, since that's who we're talking about here, in this age of, of salary caps and, and high expectations and, and you know trying to balance all this stuff out? And uh, I mean, they've come out of this smelling like a rose already, Howard. I mean, you know, the, the Tavares signing in the offseason, uh, getting Matthews on a, a contract extension, uh, it's not always that, that, that easy and it's not always that successful, but they seem to be pulling it off. Well, but they haven't won anything yet. Yeah. And, and that might be a, a harsh comment because, you know, you, you can't start winning anything until April, right? That's uh, when, when the playoffs begin. But uh, they haven't gotten out of the first round with, you know, these players. Um, they're losing to, to Washington. They didn't get trounced, mind you. It was six games against Washington two years ago and uh, seven games against Boston last year. And I don't think there's any bigger task right now in the NHL, playoff-wise, than getting out of the Atlantic Division. With the current playoff setup, if the Maple Leafs are going to get to the Stanley Cup semifinals or the Eastern Conference final, which means the final four teams, they're likely going to have to eliminate Tampa Bay and Boston. And right now, Montreal's playing a little bit better than Boston, but I still think the Bruins will prevail over the Canadians and probably finish, you know, in, in that uh, uh, group uh, and, and, you know, match up against the Maple Leafs. No one's going to catch Tampa. That's incredible. It, uh, if you think you have to beat the NHL's best team, which has been Tampa all season long, and the club that gives you the most trouble at any time of the year, playoffs or regular season, the Bruins, this is going to be very difficult for the Maple Leafs to uh, uh, accomplish based on what we've seen to this point. So they are successful. They're a better team than we thought. Uh, that were the, they're the type of team we thought they would be uh, with respect to their record right now. As I wrote today, in the past month, some nights they've looked like Stanley Cup contenders. Other nights, against weaker opposition, they've looked like first-round playoff fodder, as if they're going to be eliminated in the opening round. We really don't know what to expect uh, come playoff time. But it's harsh to say, but this club hasn't won a thing yet. It hasn't even gotten to the second round of the playoffs with this group of players. So there's lots of work ahead. I think there needs to be another roster uh, addition before this year's playoffs. And as I wrote today, you know what, Bill? You can wait and you can be patient and you can say, oh, another year we have young players. Well, next year has come and gone 51 times since 1967 for this organization. Yeah. There may be no better time than right now to go for the, uh, you know, to, to, to grab that ring. And so we'll see how they proceed. Uh, but it's going to be a gargantuan task to get out of the division and into the conference final this year. Well, it's, it has been. And, you know, you mentioned the Bruins last year who had a great pretty yep. regular season. Ran into the Leafs. The Leafs took a lot of steam out of the Bruins. And oh, yeah. They ran right into Tampa Bay in the next round. And just there's no gas left in the tank for that. Absolutely. And it's, it's going to be difficult. You mentioned a couple of seconds ago, you're talking about Marner, and you said when he signs. So you're confident about that? Well, of course he'll sign. I, I don't know for, for how many years or, uh, you know, but first of all, he has no, it, when it comes down to it, he has no option. He's a restricted free agent. He can't go anywhere else unless the Leafs uh, trade him. I don't think he would ever 
uh, you know, go the route of uh, uh, taking the contract past December 1st next season, uh, as William Nylander almost did this year, and having to sit out all of next season, it'll never get to that. And in restricted free agency, you're, you're bound to the hockey club so, uh, until you're an unrestricted free agent. So at some point, he is going to sign. Will he sign a quote-unquote bridge-type deal, as Matthews did here for four or five years? Or will he uh, command and demand through Darren Ferris's agent the maximum eight years? That I can't answer. We don't know yet. But uh, this kid, you know, I, I did a blog last summer and uh, uh you may remember i said is there uh, which player is the most indispensable maple leaf and there's a lot to mm-hmm. choose from right now a lot of people would say freddie anderson because he's the goaltender that uh, clearly is a uh, uh, a good pick others might say morgan riley i mean you don't really have another defenseman of that caliber uh, that would be a good pick austin matthews obviously comes to mind for all of his goal scoring ability but i picked nylander because i still think he does more than uh, just about every other player. He is, uh, he's a machine. He's a creative guy. He can score. He can set up. He can skate. He can play power play, penalty killing. I think he's the most indispensable Maple Leaf. If they lost him to a long-term injury, I think it would hurt more than just about anything else, maybe other than their goaltender. So I'm sure Darren Ferris, his agent, is thinking along the same lines, and I don't think he's going to ask for anything less than Austin Matthews get. Uh, uh, God, I don't know. The Leafs may not comply, and there could be some... Uh, you know, some tension there, but uh, I see no reason. If I'm representing Marner, I'm asking for the moon. I mean, he is oh, that sure. good player. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, speaking of contracts, you wrote about this in the blog today, today's edition on, uh, Between the Posts, uh, and you mentioned about Freddie Anderson, and, and I don't think anybody can complain about the work ethic that he's given and, and the contributions he's made. He's uh, met, if not exceeded, expectations, I think, in many ways. But as you mentioned, he's not a spring chicken, and his contract's up in, what, two years? And, yeah, and, and, and you know that management's got to be thinking long-term as well. Well, I think that's also being underplayed in the media. Everybody's talking about Matthews and Nylander and Marner, the guys that, you know, well, two of them have been signed and Marner still has to be signed. You know, you've got Kasperi Kapanen uh, that's up in the offseason. They've got to either re-sign Jake Gardner or trade him uh, or uh, or replace him, rather, with a uh, commensurate talent. But the one the person that everybody seems to forget right now is the goaltender who has only two years left on his contract after uh, this uh, season. And so, you know... How does that correspond with the so-called Stanley Cup window that the Maple Leafs might have, even with Matthews, even with Marner, even with Nylander? If you don't have a great goalie, you're not going to win the Cup. I don't care how many good forwards you have. Mm-hmm. And the Part B of that is we, haven't really, we, we can't really tell yet if Frederick Anderson is a quote-unquote playoff goalie. I know a former coach of the Maple Leafs that everyone knows, who I will not mention, that said to me in an email that, no, he's not a playoff goalie. That's just one opinion, and we really haven't seen that yet. I know he was tired last year. As I've written a million times, Mike Babcock overworked him toward the end of last season, and when it really mattered in Game 7 of that series against Boston, he couldn't stop a balloon. He was that tired. Uh, This year, uh, through some uh, bad luck, the groin strain, and through some other uh, circumstances, the NHL All-Star break and the five-day hiatus the Maple Leafs just had after the All-Star break, Freddie Anderson got a great rest right in the middle of the season. So if that groin strain doesn't nag him the rest of the way, or if he doesn't aggravate it, and it's really settled down, I think he'll be in a much better position to help the Leafs come playoff time. I mean, what number one goalie gets a rest like that in the middle of the season? I think he played two games in five weeks, which is really, really going to help him because Babcock wants to win in the regular season. He wants points, and he really rides his number one goalie hard, as it turned out last year, too hard. All right, uh, stretch run coming up pretty soon here. 
Uh, you said you figure the Leafs probably have to make at least one more addition. The blue line's already stronger than it was even at the beginning of the season. Are you still looking for help there? Uh, you're always looking for help on the blue line, just like a baseball teams, always looking for arms, right? I mean, they yeah. never have enough defensemen. Um, but I think the addition of Muzzin kind of solidifies that group. And, you know, when you factor in the way Riley has performed all year, he still, at this pace, will break Ian Turnbull's record of 79 points in one season by a Leaf defenseman. That makes him an elite Norris Trophy candidate, and the Leafs haven't had that since the years of Turnbull and Borea Salming. So right now, if they stay healthy, I think the blue line's pretty good. It was a great addition. Muzzin gave them some, gives them some real sandpaper on the back end. I think they need one more forward like that. They need one more guy up front that uh, has an edge to them. I think they're a little too small and soft up front. Talented, undeniably, maybe more so than any team in the NHL. But when it comes to the playoffs, Bill, we all know that the style changes a little bit, particularly if they have to go up against Boston. Tampa has big forwards. I think the Leafs need one more big forward. I mean, the name Wayne Simmons keeps coming up. I mean, the Philadelphia Flyers are red hot right now. They're, they're not yeah, that, that's, the yeah, that, that's pretty much cooled off now, isn't it? I mean, the well, Flyers... I don't know. I, I'm not sure. I mean, it depends what Philadelphia wants. If the Flyers want to, you know, make a last-ditch effort and hang on to their people to slide into the playoffs, or if they want to make a trade where maybe they can get some futures and help the organization in the next few years down the line, I, I don't know which way they're going to go. But that's exactly the kind of player the Leafs need. A big forward with an edge to them. That will uh, help them offset some of the edge that Boston always seems to, uh, uh, you know, come out on top with when uh, when they play the Maple Leafs. So there are others like him, but Simmons to me is uh, the uh, sort of the prototype right now. He's uh, an unrestricted free agent in the uh, summer, so obviously you don't want to, you may not want to give up too much for that. Uh, I think he would be uh, welcome, or certainly uh, would be open to signing another contract uh, with the Leafs because a they're a contender, b it's his hometown, Toronto. But, you know, we're going too far here. But that's the kind of player that they need. I think they need one more big forward that has a bit of an edge to them. And then uh, I think they can go for it this year if the goaltender uh, is, t- is not tired and is playing well. They, they have no reason uh, to think, uh, no one has a reason to think they can't at least give Boston and or Tampa a good run. Uh, they have a very good team right now. Howard Berger, uh, check out the blog between the posts. Always a great read. Howard, thanks so much for the time. We'll talk again soon as the things start thanks. to heat up here. Thanks again. Okay, no problem. Bye-bye. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.